so I'll, yeah, um, I think honestly, Trav, I think um, <clears throat> if you if you can get started with like you mentioned those headlines, and I know these girls, they'll be quiet to start with, but once they get chatting, they'll um, once we get chatting, will it'll it'll all flow. Um, and if you do, if we do kind of hear crickets at any point, I do have a couple of questions, like more specific questions, written down here as well. Sweet. <clears throat> Awesome. These group calls always go really well if you've got like a red wine in hand or something like that. But you know, I didn't give you a warning ahead of time, so we'll just we'll just go with that. <laughs> so the um the thing that I'll start with is essentially because then this will branch out into a whole bunch of other things, is what I said before of that mum syndrome mm-hmm. and not really putting yourself first. And again, I'm gonna be speaking general wow, generalities generalistically either one (laughs) and I'm going to be talking in general sense so if something doesn't apply you want to question something or there's just literally anything in your head that you want to pop up feel free to just unmute yourself yell at me or if you don't want to um just jump into the chat and just write that in there so girls you don't have to be polite just please don't (laughs) please don't be please don't be polite just jump on in (laughs) there we go um so just so i can make sure stacy jess vicky sill i hope i'm saying that right oh silvana silvana Silvana. yeah and lucy anyone else coming or is that all of us for now i think that's that would be it for now yeah yeah yeah. i'm just knowing so i can close a window and chuck some stuff up here and i would say lucy and jess are in the last final stages of putting a toddler to bed (laughs) (laughs) clear Alrighty. So the main thing that I find when we're talking about sort of that mum syndrome, as I said before, of not putting yourself first is a lot of the reason that people do that is, I mean, obviously you've got your own reasons, you know exactly what's going on, but the big thing is from past experiences is that a lot of people feel guilty for putting themselves first. And as soon as you put yourself first or you do something for yourself, it, it tends to sort of backfire and, when we get into our own head, we start overthinking, oh my God, I'm, you know, I'm a bad mom. I'm a bad person. I should be doing this for someone else, or I could be doing this. And we start thinking about all the missed opportunities that are there instead of focusing on what we need to do Mm. as opposed to what we want to do, because particularly as a matriarch, what we want to do is put everyone ahead of ourselves and make sure that everybody's being looked after. Everybody's needs are being met. Everybody has everything about themselves and their lives and whatever. We just want to help as much as we can. The mm-hmm. thing that I like to do is reframe it from you being selfish is the most selfless thing that you will ever do in your life. Because if you cannot put yourself first, if we just think about it for a second in terms of the people that you're trying to help, if it's family, friends, whatever, it could be, hey, Jess, it could be, um not putting yourself first my god covid brain we're back into it again (laughs) that's so true trav because um what was a little i had a little quote on the board at the studio last week that i i heard on instagram it was one of the like the audio reels or something like that and it said the they said don't you know mama the best thing you can do for them is to put yourself and your health first. Yep. And I was just like, well, there we go. Like, yep. that's, that's it. it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, if you think about every, not just family and friends, but if you think about literally everyone that is going to come in contact with you and potentially ask for help or not even ask for help, because particularly as mums, we, we, you very rarely get asked for help. You just sense and know that this is going to be a problem. It needs to be fixed, that we need to help this person. We need to do this thing. And it's not only like obviously mother nature, but then also human nature as well to want to help other people because most of us I'd hope are not narcissistic. Mm -hmm. So we want to help people and we want to be there and we want to do things. So when we start thinking about helping other people, it becomes the right thing to do quote unquote to put yourself last and put everyone else's needs above yours. But if you think about every single person that you're going to be coming into contact with and helping, it would serve everyone else if you were in the best position possible to be able to help that person. If you were physically strong, if you were mentally strong, if you were emotionally strong, if someone came to you for help and you're sitting there going, I, I, don't, I don't know, I could not give a fuck about what you're going through right now because I'm too tired. I haven't had coffee. I haven't had this. I haven't done this. <laughs> yeah. So when we start to focus on even just a passerby or anything like that, it would do that person a world of difference if you were in the best position possible mm. to help that person. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So if that means you having a night routine or just like, you know, whatever is going to make you feel relaxed at night, um, obviously without going crazy, but having a sort of night routine and a morning routine is yeah. typically the thing that I find as, as best as we can. And I know obviously, particularly if you've got kids, that's going to go right out the fucking window at just like that. That's so, so weird that you just said that, Travis, because they don't know it yet, but our week <laughs> five and six focus is like going to be, we're going to talk about nighttime routine, sleep and morning rituals. So you've Perfect. just like introduced that like right at the right time. <laughs> there we so go. There you go. Cool. So I spoiled the next few weeks program for you. So there you go. <laughs> but getting into that routine, which I'm pretty sure Fiona will run you through and smash that out is going to be super important. Even if you don't stick to it for one night, you're still doing everything that you can to be in that position. If we don't have sleep, we don't have much else mm -hmm. because then obviously as soon as we don't have sleep, our hormones just don't get reset. We have struggles figuring out, are we full? Are we hungry? Like this, the hunger hormones just do not reset. So then we go through that day and if you've ever had those days where you just wake up, you're feeling a little bit groggy, you're going through the day and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm not hungry, but I'm peckish. Like I could just have a little bit of something here and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. That's typically where as soon as a client says to me, like, oh, today I've just felt snacky. I go in two areas. Uh, well, I first ask a question and then I go to two areas. The first one is like, okay, is it mind hunger or is it stomach hunger? And if it's, if it doesn't really feel like stomach hunger, but it feels like mind hunger, the first place I go is sleep. It's like, okay, how was your sleep? Yeah. Oh, it was pretty shit. Like, oh, it was pretty good or whatever. If their sleep was good. I mean, then I go into the next question of like, cool. Do you know, do you know when your period's due? And then I go yeah. down that path and all that cycle and all that fun stuff. And it's typically mm. the week before where someone is red flagging like all hell and they hit PBs in the gym, which is fucking amazing. But in terms of like nutrition, it tends to go out the window. So yeah. that's why I increase nutrition during that cycle. Yeah. But <clears throat> I suppose getting back on track with that arm. Um... <laughs> well, 
<laughs> I, I do tangent a lot. <laughs> we do. It's a nature of our job, hey? Yeah. <clears throat> um, what about you girls? What about like mum syndrome, not putting yourself first? When you do put yourself first, you're feeling guilty. You're feeling like you always have to meet everyone else's needs. Your uh-huh. needs get neglected. And then trying to reframe that into what Trav was just saying is you being selfish is, is actually the most selfless thing you can do for others what are your thoughts feels and vibes around that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah I've done that more than once (laughs) you've always sort of put them first before yourself yeah I'm pretty good at being selfish I know Um, me too and don't you feel so good saying it (laughs) like I'm I'm really happy to dump the kid literally dump the kids with like other people to look after them for a while like Mm -hmm. I think my issue is it's not so much the mum syndrome it's well how do I look and feel like the best mum for my kids more than anything so um you know I don't want them to be embarrassed of me or I don't want them to be I, I I get I make them embarrassed of me just for fun but I don't want them to look at me and be embarrassed or um you know, they're, they're the things that go through my mind. Like I'm, I'm very happy. I've got a very great network so I can, I have the luxury of being selfish and that I think mm. is why I'm doing this because I know that I can leave my kids four times a week for, you know, an hour and a half or three hours um, depending yeah. on what the routine is. So uh, for me it's more about like fulfilling my own self-image of what a mum looks like as opposed wow. to being being a good mum because I know I'm a good mum, but I know I'm not a good mum when I'm when I'm when I don't like myself. I think that's that's the tick. Wow. <laughs> so I'll and go you- and get my massage and I'll get my nails done. I'll do my hair and I'll do yes. all the girl things. I'll have you know go on my girl weekends for three days and do wine tours and stuff. But it's it's more well what what does that image of a mum looks like these days? Wow, um, you've just opened up like a whole can mm, of worms there. Yeah, Sophie. so I, I'm not I'm not selfish. It's what it means mm. to be mum, and I'm I'm second generation. I'm first generation Australian, so I've got both of my grandmothers still telling me that I I don't do enough. Right. So um, so it's really interesting the family dynamic in that as well. Um, when they, when they say you don't do enough. Do you mean they're saying you don't do enough for you or you don't do enough for your kids? I don't do enough for the family. <gasps> oh. Yeah, so mm. that's the psychological twist that I have. Um, wow. So, yeah, so that, that's, that's the headspace that I get in. And, it, and it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm having me, but then me needs to be a little bit more to compensate for everybody else's view of me. Yeah. That's how I see it. But, yeah, that's my two cents. But I know that wow. I get the mum guilt <laughs> Yeah, um, that you have to put everyone in front of yourself. But, yeah, I've, I've got the, a different view on that. Yeah, I've just, I've just learnt that you're going to feel mum guilt no matter what. Like you, no matter what choice you make, no matter what you do, you're going to find something to have mum guilt about. Um, and I think once for me, like once I got through like initially like once getting back because I trained so consistently before having Jimmy and then it was like I had to find like okay what is my routine now that I'm a mum and how do I do this and once you work through the feeling of like oh this is me being selfish once you learn how good you can feel and you are actually a better parent and a better mum when 
when you're healthy and taking care of yourself, then you realize it's not a selfish thing to do. And actually I'm going to be a better mum for it, um, mm. for looking after me. Um, anyone else? It's, anyone else? It's, got- it's interesting, um, Fee, because I was always, I was always brought up um, um, that, you know, you kind of do everything for your family. And then when I had the boys, um, you know, I wasn't, I didn't get a lot of support from, so I'm probably the flip side of Stacey. I didn't get a lot of support from my folks. Yeah. So, and my, and my, and so, so the grandparents weren't, um, lived, you know, three kilometers away and didn't come and see the kids or I didn't, you know, and, and it came with, if they looked after the boys, they came with, it came with conditions. Mm. So I kind of, you know, my boys are 14 and 10, so I kind of really dug my heels in and just went, well, I'll just do it myself. Mm. And social media was all about, you know, that, that mums were, you know, these, these power, um, these, 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 you know, powering through things, and I just thought, that was what I had to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can so, do it all. You can have it all. You yeah. can do this. You can do it. It's 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 a little bit. Mm. Yeah. And now mm. that and now that my now that the boys are older, I actually <sighs> and and I Ben, I actually turned it around a little bit and kind of went, this is the year of self-care rather than being selfish. Yeah. Of kind of looking after myself. Um, but you know, as Stacy said. I'm the best version of myself when I'm looking after myself. Yeah. If I'm not looking after myself, my 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 mood towards the kids, you know, I look like one of those bloody ducks with the paddling underwater and you know, <laughs> do, you know, desperately trying to stay afloat. Yeah. But I think yeah. it's um I think at times, you know, what society tries to dictate what it should look like and what we want to um you know conform to I guess like you know my upbringing was that I needed to be you know home and cooking dinner and all that kind of stuff and and I didn't get the support from my mum because my my I I looked at parenting differently to her mm-hmm. and, and and what self-care was so I've got so better at it this year so you're you're now like I'm just going to link to other I think some of you listen to the, the podcast and I've actually, I talked about it a little bit right at the beginning of this program is that where we need to question our belief systems. So yes. that, that belief system that was passed down by mm. your mum. Trav, do you want to, can you talk a little bit about that? Cause I know that's something that I loved that podcast episode. Was it the, <laughs> was it the Christmas ham? Yes. I yep. didn't. I didn't mention that in my, okay. <laughs> but just that, like, yeah, that um, belief system. Yeah. I guess, like, how do you? What did I write down here? Um, disabling a belief system that isn't serving you well anymore. Like, how do you, like, yep. in your mind, how do you kind of disable it? I do everything that I can to detach from it. Mm-hmm. So, if it's a belief system and. T- Typically the ones that if we're talking weight loss, if we're talking health, if we're talking, you know, just wanting to be a better version of yourself, we're typically doing things at the moment to appease the belief system that is within us that isn't even ours to begin with. So a lot of the voices in our head aren't ours. 
the only reason that we think that they're ours is because we don't have a different voice in our head. We only have ours. It'd be fucking cool if you could download Morgan Freeman, but we can't, unfortunately. I've tried. <laughs> so <laughs> the thing that we do instead is if you want to detach from that belief system is I'm a very visual person, but even if you're not visual, you could just write it down. You could put it somewhere else. Just think of something, get it out of your head and make it go from internal to external. Because if it's internal, we can't reach it. We can't get to it. The only thing we can do about it is think about it. So if we can actually take it out of our head and be like, you know what? I actually really don't know if I agree with my mom's views on weight loss or whatever it could be, literally anything. The, you know, chuck that on a piece of paper or write it on fucking somewhere, do whatever. I literally had a client fill up a book of stuff. And then at the end of our program, she sent me a, a video of her absolutely blind drunk. It was hilarious, but she was <laughs> lighting that book on fire in a fire pit. And she was just like going to town on like burning all of these things that she didn't like about herself that were her belief systems that we worked through for six months. And I was like, fucking good on you. That is amazing. Yep. <clears throat> yep. So if we can detach from the belief system and recognize that the main reason it's a belief system is because we haven't questioned it. The only belief systems that we don't question are the ones that we know are ours, but it yeah. seems like we get stuck in a place, particularly these days, we just get stuck in a case of like, Oh, life's too busy or I can't be bothered doing this or I don't have time or I can't do whatever. Yeah. So we typically put a lot of our, our own mental priorities or emotional priorities on the back burner and we just worry about what is directly in front of us. Mm. So as best that we can take whatever belief system that you want, you can just quite literally sit in bed with a book or do whatever and just, okay, why am I, why do I want to lose weight? Why do I want to do these things? And just, I've, I've said it a million times, but just be that annoying kid in the back seat, just going like, why, 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 <laughs> why? And then why? when you get just, just before you get sick of it, stop, but <laughs> keep asking why and keep going yeah. to town and getting real deep and figuring it out because that book will be filled with like probably a few pages and then you'll get to the cause of here's this belief system that I don't like. Yeah. And then we can figure out where does it come from? And then yeah. when we figure out where does it come from, we go, cool. We're literally analyzing it. It's in the external. We can look at it and we can say, you know what? I actually don't believe that thing. I don't believe that, that, that I don't believe this about it. I don't believe how it just, I don't believe how it just attached itself to me. Mm, yeah. So, we're going to talk about when we do our get into our nighttime routine and sleep and morning ritual, we're going to talk a bit about journaling. So I feel like that yeah. would be like, that's like the perfect, if that's something that, yeah, we want to, we want to journal about. Um, you can definitely write those things down. <clears throat> yeah. Any, it's, it's good. <clears throat> um. Is there anything else that anyone wanted to jump in or comment or ask about all of that? <clears throat> no, no. So what I will say about the, um, the belief system, just so people don't think I'm crazy for saying Christmas ham and then that's it, <laughs> is <laughs> the, the story with the Christmas ham, and I'll probably butcher this and I've paraphrased it a million different times, Hey, Lucy. Um, the story with the Christmas ham is, I can't remember where I got it from. I think it was some business, American business coach that I follow who's now doing stupid amounts of money. Um, but it was 
a little girl in the kitchen on Christmas and her mum was cooking a Christmas ham and they're preparing the Christmas ham and they're doing, you know, all the festivities and the food is just ridiculous. The amount of food that they're doing. And the little girl says to the mum, why do you cut the ends off the ham? And she goes, oh, I don't really know. I've never really thought about it. It's just how my mum taught me to taught me to cook it. Um, you know, Nan's in the other room. Why don't you go ask her? She goes, oh, okay. So she goes to her grandma in the room and she goes, mum says that she's been cooking this ham, like cutting the ends off for um, 20 odd years. Like, why do you do that? Does it increase the taste or is it like for the smell or is it so like the juices can shoot? Like, what is it, what is it for? And the nan starts laughing and she's like, what are you, what are you laughing about? Like, it's just a ham. She goes, the main, the only reason that I cut the end off the ham is because it wouldn't fit in the oven that we had at the time. <laughs> and her daughter has gone through life the entire time thinking that that's how you cook a ham because that's how her mum taught her to cook it. And that was just everything about that concept as a whole was you cut the end off it and you put it in there when actually it was just something that was just born out of necessity. And a lot of the things that our belief systems now were necessities in the past or even just things that were in the past that we don't have to bring into the present, that we can just leave them behind, which is going to be awesome when or if you decide to journal, you can write all that shit down, you can go through it, figure out where it comes from and you can just quite literally just leave it behind and just be like, cool, that's in the past. I'm done with that shit. I'm just going to move on and I'm just going to be the person that I want to be. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Lucy, did you want to, um, I noticed you had a question in the chat before. Did you want to bring that up now? Cause we haven't had a, a chance to talk about it yet. Oh, um, no, it wasn't really a question. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, it wasn't really a question. It was just sort of a comment about, um, the mum thing. Mum syndrome. How, yeah. With me, um, it's a little bit different. I'll just close the door. Um, cause I'm going to talk about it. Um, my <laughs> husband. <laughs> um with my husband's work so it's um not so much a matter of a mum thing but um like because my husband's work is not like your seven day your five days a week nine to five in the office um mm. so I have to work around that and it's not something that's really negotiable so um mm. you know cool. I can't say to him you can't go to work tonight because I want to go to the gym um yeah, and then, like, we do get help from my family, but it's more so I can work. So I feel like if yep. they're looking after my kids or kid once or twice a week so I can work, then I can't sort of ask them to do that additional babysitting yeah. um, so that I can go to the gym. Yeah. Um, and especially if, like, I have to drive them to my parents and pick them up and then it's kind of like, you know, it, it takes more time to do that than it does to actually do a workout. So it's kind of... um trying to balance yeah um yeah like I don't feel guilty about doing it but I just like logistically it's logistics sort of not really a hard um yeah it doesn't work out yeah, yeah that's yeah. sort of we're really gonna situation. we're really gonna hone into your training routine when we get mm. into this nighttime sleep time morning ritual <laughs> stuff um and um yeah remember if you um kids can come on Saturday mornings yeah. <laughs> um, the older one is fine. The younger one is a terror. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, yeah, I mean, it's, um, and I think it's one of those things where 
because um, I've got the two now, I know yeah. that with the second one, it doesn't last forever. So, like, I can always kind of go, oh, well, you know, in six months' time, you know, she won't be like this and I can do this and that and that. And then I yeah. think it gets easier to kind of justify yeah. delaying it because yeah. I know, it's yeah, it's not a forever thing. I was going to mention that before too, Trav, when you were talking about mum syndrome, I wonder if you find that, like, I don't want to say that, like, kids become an excuse but sometimes <laughs> they totally do yeah like, I feel you know. like it's it's just it's it's e- it's easier mentally for the mum to say I can't because I've got my kids or because I I'm they need this or they need that it's easier to say that than to actually do the hard work of like breaking down what's really going on up in here yeah like mm. It's easier. It's easier to say, no, 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 I can't do that. I can't make that work. I've got the kids. Hey. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I can't remember who I said it to. Actually, I think it was, I think it was Lucy and Julia, actually. Oh, they're my cousins, guys. I've so um, trained two of my cousins. <laughs> so, um, I think it, I can't remember who it was. I don't think it was Lucy because it, it might've been Julia. Anyway, there was something that was happening in terms of can't make it to outdoor PT. Like obviously when all the lockdowns and everything were mm. happening and I was just doing outdoor sessions. Mm. Um, and I was just having a chat to them about whatever. They were the last clients of the day. And I was like, yep, cool. What are you guys doing on the weekend? What about this, that and fun stuff? Um, I cannot remember how we got onto the topic, but it was just the topic of everybody needs a white lie to to hold on to, to have a sort of get out of jail free card, mm. whether that's kids or whether that's I don't have the money or whether that's oh, I'm just work. super busy with work or work. whatever mm. it is. Everyone yeah. has a get out of jail free card, regardless yeah. of what it looks like. Yeah. So it comes down to the person that has that get out of jail free card if they want to use it. And it's all good to have it and use it and play it whenever the hell that you want. It's obviously there to be there to be used, I suppose. Yeah. Um, obviously, don't use your kids like a fucking game piece because that's bad. <laughs> Try up going to therapy. But <laughs> the good thing to recognize is that what is your like what is your default response, and do you actually want to lean into your default response? Yeah, because a lot of people have that get out of jail free card and they go, oh, yeah, you know, like without even thinking about it and they just say it and then it happens and it gets to the day and, and you know, a fair few of us have FOMO. So it's yeah. going to be important to, you okay yeah. over there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. I just had to move rooms. <laughs> so, yeah, it's important to recognise, like obviously not just with that scenario but everything as well in terms of like what is your, what is your default programming at the moment? Yes which yeah. is going to be massive for when you get to um, emotional eating, binge eating, like whatever it potentially could be for you that's going to be like, fuck it, I'm going to throw in the towel or I'm going to do this or you know, whatever it is. Mm. When those emotions get heightened, it is super important to just be like, okay, cool. Like the first thing I say is like, right, well, you've had an emotional response. Cool. Why, why did we have that response? I always get down to the root cause of like what's happening, what's going on because if we have no idea what's happening and it's just randomly happening and it's just spiking because we feel like it, well then we're pretty fucked. So if we can get down to the root cause of like, I had this emotional response of yep. eating, whatever, why was it there? 
It's like, oh, I didn't really sleep that well. I had a fight with my partner. The kids were being shitty. It was just everything that was going on. And then instead of addressing that emotional response, because the emotional response is not the issue. The issue is actually coming from what happened all the way back here that happened on Tuesday, but your emotional response actually surfaced on Friday. Yeah. So what happened on Tuesday was we didn't get enough sleep. Our partner was being a little bit of a dick for some reason, because probably stressed at work or this, that, or whatever else could be going on. And then the kid got on my last nerves. And then by the time it hit Friday, it was just, fuck it. I can't do this. I just need this response over here. Yeah. And it's important to recognize where the hell our emotional support comes from. Yeah. Because it is typically overeating or just using food to get emotional support and if we don't have that coming from anywhere it could be from friends family it could be like your partner it could be whatever whatever but it's important to recognize where it comes from i get my emotional support not only from beth but from myself because i know i am an introvert i get it's really weird the way i'm fucking wired but i get my energy Mm -hmm. from other people but i also get it from doing absolutely fuck all on that couch and i like being alone by myself so that I can recharge and I can be like, right, I'm going to go expand all this energy with like all these people to go do these things, which is usually work these days. But we need to figure out where the emotional support is and how do we get it? Because the quickest, easiest, most convenient way that we all get emotional support is through food because it's abundant as all shit. We can get it literally anywhere. We can open up a fucking computer in our pockets and order food and it's here within 15 minutes. Mm. So if that's communication, if that's going to be doing something for yourself, whatever sort of self-care or just getting back to your foundations, you can ground, you can journal, you can like positive self-talk, you can do whatever the hell it is, as long as it's going to be authentic to you. Don't listen to me saying like, you need to spend 15 minutes grounding and then have fucking lemon water in the morning and then make sure. Hey, don't diss the lemon water. (laughs) I'm going through everything and then make sure that your third eye is open. But there's a whole bunch of things that we could, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of things that I could say that we could do, but if it's not authentic to you, it has to work for you. It's yep. not going to do anything. Yeah. So that's also going to be important for figuring out where does your support come from? And if you don't know, I would ask yourself, like, where can I get it from? What do I enjoy yep. doing? And then yep. that's where we're going to figure out, well, that's where we're going to see a lot less of those emotional responses coming up. Or even if they do come up, you know how to talk yourself through them and mm. how to make sure it doesn't derail you for the next six months. Yeah, because it's it, it's hard. It's hard to like like going back to the get out of jail free card default response, like, oh, it's too much going on at work, like, you know, I've got too, my, my, my week's too busy, whatever it is. It's so much easier to just respond with that than to actually be like, you know what, I need to change my weekly routine. I need to come up with a different weekly schedule. I need to start going to bed an hour and a half earlier so I can get up and then start my day with it. And it's hard. It's really hard to, to do that. That's the yeah. hard work. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Does anyone have um, any comments or questions around that? Or did anyone come on tonight with a specific question for Travis? Because now might, now might be your time to ask that. <clears throat> going to go to I'm going to pick someone who haven't we heard from Jess (laughs) I'm going to pick on you (laughs) did you have anything you wanted to ask 
Um, not not specifically. Sorry, I've got background noise of um, dinner cooking. Um, no, not specifically. I guess a lot of a lot of the stuff that we've talked about has really resonated already with the things that I need to work on and things I need to sort out. Particularly like, yeah, setting up a bit more of a routine where I can fit in a bit more time to do things for me instead of worrying about everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've taken home a lot of things. I've written quite a few notes about things I need to start focusing on for myself personally. Um, yes. But, yeah, no questions. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Silvana, did you have any specific questions? No, not at the moment. I can't think of any. I'll probably think of them in about 10 minutes when it's over. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, with me it is the emotional eating if I've had a really crappy day, crappy week. Um, you know, that plays on my emotions, it plays on my mood, it plays on my energy levels. And yeah, you want that hit, you want that hit to feel better. Okay. This is this is I'm writing this down, Savannah, because this is the first time I've heard you mention this. <laughs> oh, sorry. Just, no, that's okay. You don't think about it until someone says something and you go, Oh yeah. Oh, I <laughs> you go, I do that. Yeah, I Yeah. Do that. It's like, oh. Yeah. So and when do the when do the emotional things or like that emotional pattern, when does that sort of spark? It is it mainly happen, just work? It can happen anywhere. It can happen with work. It can happen with having a 23 and 20-year-old boys and the stuff they go through. Yeah. So any hints you can give me there, fantastic. <laughs> Savannah's, um, Savannah is a, a care provider for like in yeah. aged care. So it's yeah. pretty tough. Yeah. Like I can get emotional very emotional job. Sometimes yeah. the things that you see just yeah. break you, you know, and you come home and you try to leave it, you know, in the car, in the office, wherever. Mm. But sometimes it does follow you home, you know. I mean, I do talk about it with my husband. Yeah. Um, you know, especially after, after just, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, it's all that. Like, you know, how much of my tiredness is actually being tired or is there something going on and how much of it is emotional tiredness yep you know i've had bloods done they're fine so yeah sweet okay cool so with the um with that i mean first off that sucks like with the Mm. work that you're doing and how emotionally draining that's going to be because you know the amount of clients that i work with where like most of like most of what they're doing is spot on perfect but then there's just no detachment from work and then that's the thing that's yeah. bringing them down. So, And I try to detach and most of the time I do, but there's that one or two times where you go, I can't believe I just did that or saw that or this happened. Yep. How often I mean, does It doesn't that happen? happen all the time, yeah. How often do those one, two things pop up? Um, in the last probably two weeks. Um, the last two weeks, a couple of times. Whoops, okay. dog, dog, dog coming in, sorry. <laughs> You're right. um, in the last few weeks, yeah, a couple of times because there's a couple of um, people that I'm concerned about and I'm, you know, writing, constantly writing emails to work saying, this is not right, this is not right, this, you know. Yeah. So there's one in particular, one lady in particular, which personally I think needs to go to a nursing home but the family doesn't want it to. Yeah. So I just do the best I can for it. Uh Uh-oh, you're about to get dogged. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. That's all right. Okay. 
So if it's happening once or twice, you know, if it happens like once a week, you know, on average, mm. and we have that emotional response where to the point where <clears> like we go over calories, for example, or we have that, you know, emotional eating. Yeah. I honestly wouldn't be too upset <coughs> or worried about anything yeah. that's going on there. So mm. particularly because like, as I said before, it's not only human nature that we want to take care of people. Yeah. But if it's happening once a week, like you are a hundred percent entitled to your emotions and to have those responses yeah, yeah, and to yeah. do whatever it is that you want to be doing. Yeah. The but I don't want to reward be... myself with food and I don't want to be tired. That's yep. Yep. Because I do want to like tonight I had full intentions of doing week four workout and it's like, I just have no energy. I've got nothing left in my tank. Mm. Yeah. So the, for the emotional response, emotional response because i'm sure fee has a a whole bunch of tips and things to get you moving and stuff um is there something that we can set up as a detachment trigger so that when a specific action happens we can say right that's it and shut off any suggestions would be awesome (laughs) any suggestions suggestions? go you know if you think of anything i have some clients where they've and again this has to work for you Mm. where they get home and they sit in their car with their phone and they sit Mm -hmm. there for however long it's going to be. But then as soon as they finish on their phone, they take a massive deep breath and then they Mm -hmm. let it out and they go, right, that's it. And then as soon as they step out of the car, that's their thing to go like, right, that's it. I'm done. The phone is done. I've decompressed. I've taken a moment for myself. That's it. Car door shut. I'm going to leave that shit in the past. Mm -hmm. So there's that. For me, it's my work laptop, which is right in front of me that I was going to take notes on, but I fucking hate taking notes, to be honest with you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Plus I'm the one talking, so I don't really need to. (laughs) So if my work laptop is open as it is now, I'm working. As soon as it shuts, that's permission for me to be like, okay, I can zone out. I don't have to check emails. I don't have to do this, this, this. That's my thing that through the, I think like the fourth or fifth, I think the fourth mm. lockdown, that was a thing where I was like, if it's open, I'm working. And yeah. if it's shut, that means I can rest. So for mm. me, it was creating that detachment trigger and figuring out whatever it's going to be for you, something that's going to be easy enough to put into your routine, but also significant enough that once it happens, it's like, okay, cool, that's it. And there's obviously yeah. going to be times where you bring it home to your partner and vent and rant and go on. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. Of things, and that's, that's totally normal. But if we can yeah. catch most of those things, like obviously I'm not telling you not to share with your partner, but oh, if it's God one no. of those things where you can just sort of be in the car and let it sort of drain out of you and mm-hmm. decompress, then that's where we can focus on being a hell of a lot more present yeah. when we're home as well. Because yeah, the last, yeah. last thing that we want is to be in two places consistently and being pulled in all different directions. And that's where yeah. burnout typically happens. Mm. You're at work wishing that you were at home and then you get home and wish that you'd done more work. Exactly. So, I used to I used to walk to work, Silvana, and um there <laughs> used to be when I lived in South Yarra pre-kids, mm-hmm. stressful job. And I used to walk through Faulkner Park and Oh, I remember yeah. I remember hearing something similar to this before, Travis, and um, I found a tree and I would walk to work. Oh, sorry, I'd, I'd finish work. I'd, I'd walk past this tree and I would dump. I'd spend two minutes at this tree. I'd probably look ridiculous, but I would almost 
That's pretty please. standard for you, Vicky. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 I would, I would literally dump off anything that was bothering me from the day at work mm-hmm. at the tree. Mm-hmm. And then I would continue on my walk home. And then on my walk to work, I would pick it up again. So it was like a suitcase that was left at the oh, tree yeah. that I would just pick up. And, and so for me, that was my, 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 my trigger for me to go, the tree's coming up. I need to have unpacked all this by the time I've got to the tree. So then, and, and after, you know, two years of doing it, your mind, like, you know, by the time I got past the tree, I'd be going, well, what am I going to have for dinner? Mm. But, but yeah. it stopped me bringing all that, home. Like, that negative type mm-hmm. vibe. And I've started just doing it again. On your now. walks? Yeah, on my walks, yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, Vicky. Well, that's I like good. That. Yeah. It probably I think ridiculous. <laughs> no, I no, think, not um, at all. I think I do the phone thing without realising it. But now that you've just talked that through, Travis, I'm like, I think my husband and I, we both allow, because we have a carport, not a garage, and the carport's straight under the lounge room and we live in a really small house. So we can hear the cars pull in. And, like, I think we're in, like, a place where we give each other, like, you don't expect the partner to come straight in the house. It's like Mm -hmm. if they sit in their car for 10 minutes and do the scrolling or do the last few things and then it's like, once you come inside, like you're more able to be yeah. present. Yeah. Um, so I think I actually, I think we do that, but without even like realizing mm. it until now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I know other people who like actually like want to like have trouble like detaching. Like, so say I don't actually have work emails on my phone back when I was, I, I'd been primary school teaching for maybe like five or six years. Um, I made the decision to like not have my work email on my phone anymore, but I know lots of people do and, they, and their phone is not just a personal device. It's such a work device yeah. as well. Um, they have like a, like in their house, they'll have like a little box or like a particular cupboard or something like that, that they'll put their laptop and they'll put their phone in there and it's like out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. So that's like a way of kind of a tip of like switching or detaching yeah. from, from work. Yep. Yeah. Um, before you go, Trav, I have one more, like more significant little point written down here, hmm. um, which I think will be coming up soon for these guys. Is um, any mindset tips or strategies around how to be or how to build a more disciplined mindset when motivation is lacking? So, mindset or strategies around doing the healthy habits that we know we need to do even when we don't feel like it and when we're not motivated to do it. (laughs) So I've really just put you on the spot there. No, that's okay. I've got like my head just went like everywhere (laughs) and I was like, oh, my God, where do I take this? Yeah. Um, Because the first thing that I want to say is probably not going to make a whole lot of sense, but maybe it will, is... Obviously, we're not going to be motivated the, the entire time. Like no. I am demotivated like 90% of my life. Yeah. And the other 10% is like, I always use the analogy of surfing mm-hmm. and I'm sitting on a beach that is not renowned for its waves. But the 10% of the time where there is an absolute world-class wave of motivation that comes in, I'm going out there, I'm riding that bitch. I'm doing everything I can 
to make sure that I make sure that that ride or that wave lasts as long as possible. So I typically use motivation as a way to put things in place because I know motivation is going to fall off. I know it's not going to be there forever. Mm. So when I've got motivation, I use it to put symptoms, to put systems in place for when it runs out so that I can remain disciplined. Love it. It's always going to be a case of which mindset are you at the moment? Are you motivated or are you disciplined? Mm -hmm. And then there's also a third one, which is, do you need to rest right now? Like, Do you actually need to take some time for yourself? So I suppose the biggest world, like universal tip that I can give you for this would be to put, it's going to be a little bit of a two-parter, but to Mm -hmm. put a, a voice in your head that is not yours, that is not, not your parents or anything like that, but just, well, it could be someone that is just completely unbiased in your life that wants nothing but the best for you. That would be me, girls, my voice, <laughs> me. So what would Fee do? So <laughs> it is one of those things where if you can put that adult voice in your head that's unbiased and just wants the best for you, mm-hmm. then you can ask yourself the question, what is most needed right now? And that's, it's super important to hammer home the point that it's not what is most wanted right now. It's what is most needed right now. If that means that you need to sit on the couch and do fuck all and rest and make sure that you have enough spoon Mm -hmm. or mental or emotional capacity to do whatever it is you need to do later in the week or the day or life or whatever, then that's what you need to do. If you don't feel like going for a workout, but you know that it needs to be done, well, then what's most needed? We need to go get that workout done. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is, regardless of how you're feeling or whatever your thought patterns are, because obviously they rise and fall. um, With our monthly cycle. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say like a fucking Roman empire, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They rise and fall all the time. Mm. So it's going to be the question of what is most needed. And if you have a voice of someone that is just completely unbiased and can help guide you through things in life obviously it's going to sound like your thing but it's going to be like okay well, what would what would fee suggest in this what would travis suggest in this what would literally anybody but yourself mm. what would they suggest and you know you're going to come to the correct answer nine out of ten times and that other one out of ten time is going to be your emotions are going to win and you're going to want to do whatever it is that you're going to want to do yeah yeah and i love your other your other thing that i've heard you say before um, which I have shared um, in this program so far was changing your shoulds into will. Is that what you said? Change yep. your, yeah, yeah. Change, and taking action immediately. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's the, are, you, are you all familiar with that or want me to run through it? Run through I'm going to run through it. Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I call it the, the should script. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I call it that is because it's the exact same for almost every single person. It's like I should go to I should go to workout. I should be eating healthy. I shouldn't be eating this. I should be doing whatever it is. And the second that you say should, you already are saying to yourself that you're going to, but you shouldn't. And mm-hmm. that you want to do something, like you know exactly what to do. And as soon as you give yourself that should you're already justifying to yourself how you're not going to do it. So if you ever catch yourself saying, I should do this or I should not be doing whatever, 
as soon as you hear that word should, you just instantly replace it with like, I'm going to. I'm going to, I will. If, it, if it's, I should go for a workout right now, then for me, I get mad at myself and I go, fuck, all right, no, nah, I'm just going to go do it. And then I just start getting changed and I just make that decision there because by the time that I'm dressed and in the car and on the way to the gym, I go, fuck, I really cannot be bothered, but I'm already driving to driving to gym and doing whatever. And that's why I used to love doing like all my clients in the morning, like 5am till 10am. Cause by the time that I'd fucking woken up, I was like, Oh my God, the day's, the day's like half done. It's over with. Um, until I realized that 14 hour days are absolutely horrible and no one should do them ever. <laughs> Apart from that, <laughs> it was really good to get out of the, I should be doing something into the, I'm going to go do something. I'm going to. Yeah. And is it, is it Mel Robbins, Vicky, that has the, um, the five, five second rule? Yeah. So you get, is it, you take five breaths or something like that and then you go or something, yep. something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Everybody's got a thing that works for them. My, my thing just so happens to be, um, as my therapist tells me, it's not healthy, but my sort of thing is um, <laughs> just anger. Like for me, the thing that gets me going is me getting angry at myself because, <coughs> because I hold myself to, presently, I hold myself to a higher standard than I think I'm capable of. So that way, when I make a decision that is my present self, I get upset that I'm not acting up here. So when I get angry that there's a misalignment, that I'm not acting as the person that I want to be and I'm acting as the person that I think I am because I have previously a lot of negative self-talk with myself and everything that I'm going to be doing, I get angry mm -hmm. at myself because now I'm, for me, it's just the easiest way to describe it is I'm not living in alignment. So there's going to be a lot of resistance. So I'm going to be hating myself. <coughs> so I get mm -hmm. angry at that fact that I'm not living the life that I want to be living. So I go and do something about it or I get really shitty with myself. And so I just go, okay. right, no, fuck that. I'm going to go do something. And then I just go off and go do it. Even if I don't do it really well, I still am happy that I made the decision to act as if I'd already had everything that I wanted so that I can go get it a hell of a lot quicker. Wow. That is I hit, I hit my five-year goal in two years because I was just like, I'm depressed. I am <coughs> the, at, at the time I was like, I'm, de I'm depressed. I hate myself. I hate, I'm worthless. I am this, I'm that. I am the epitome of what people would wish on their worst enemy. That was where I was at six years ago. And then it hit a point for me somewhere down the track. Um, apart from obviously like a life and death situation that I was just like, I'm going to give this one more crack and see how it goes. Obviously it worked out pretty well. <laughs> but the thing that sort of snapped for me was I'm just going to start acting as if I have everything. And as if I have that, and then it became the fake it until I become it because in that way, because that way I don't have to worry about and be anxious about the fact like, Oh shit, what happens if I fake it until I make it and then I make it and I don't know what to do. So instead I just faked it until I became it. And now I am the person that I wanted to be six years ago. And it's crazy to think of how far and how much I've achieved in this small amount of time frame because I just started asking myself the question, I started using my anxiety as a weapon instead of a deterrent in terms of I'm going to go to the gym. What if people make in front of you? What if you don't do it right? What if you do this? And what if you do that? I used my anxiety and I flipped it on its head and I went, all right, well, I'm going to go to the gym. What if I hit a personal best? What if I like the way I look in the mirror? 
what if I start becoming really strong? What if I start to do this? And then instead of using my anxiety geared negatively, I just quite literally like turn the vault handle and it just went positive the other way. There's still times there where it gets negative and then it's just like, oh, you know what? <laughs> this is a panic attack. The world is closing in around me. That's not great. But I've now got things in place where I can start talking myself through those panic attacks. And a lot of the decisions that I make are just like, fuck it. What if it becomes the best decision that I've ever made in my life? And mm. if it doesn't work out, then I've learned something from it. And I've made that decision so much quicker that I can pick something else. So by the time I would have overthought something, I've already learned from something that I failed at and I'm taking that into the next decision. Wow. I don't know what to say. Yeah. That. <laughs> so stop um, saying should. <laughs> stop saying should is the message behind all of that. And do you have any like, because um, I guess it's so, you know, changing your thinking is one of the, like it's easiest to say, it's easy to say we want to we take our negative self-talk and change it to more positive self-talk, but changing your thinking is such a, like, it's a really difficult yeah. thing to do. Do you have any advice around that? It's not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It is going to be a slow burn and it's going to be something that you're going to have to bring awareness to because if you keep allowing it to happen, it's not going to stop. It's, it's called a fucking cycle for a reason. It just doesn't so stop. So noticing it first. So no, like actually noticing yeah, making it a negative aware. thought. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So when it becomes aware um, or when it becomes a thing and then you need to make that thing, you need to be aware of that thing. And then we need to bring it to the surface and then we can analyze it. And it's the way that I say it to any client before they come on board or do whatever. And I'll say it here as well is the, the workouts or the nutrition or the, all of these other little things that I give clients, I use them as the conductor of electricity where this is where the sparks are going to be coming out. Like, oh my God, I went over my calories or I underrate or I did this, I did that, whatever it is. I use them as the conductor because that's where the sparks are going to be coming from. Mm -hmm. And something wrong is going to be happening with workouts and nutrition to the point where I almost set my clients up to fail in the first few weeks. Because if our program and time together went perfectly, they wouldn't learn anything. They would just have another program that worked really well. And then they finished and they got lost again. Yeah. So I use those things to spark the emotions and then be like, cool, what was that emotion? Like, how do we, like, what was that? Where did it come from? What happened here? What are we doing about it? And the more we can do that, the deeper we start to get in terms of why are we doing this challenge? Because I have not had a single fucking person that has come on board in the past six years where I've jumped on the phone with them and I said, hey, what's going on? So awesome. How can I help? Every single person. I just want to lose weight. Mm. I'm like, okay, cool. Why? Oh, I just want to, you know, look better, feel a bit healthier. Okay, cool. Like why? I'll probably be a bit fitter as well. Probably increase cardio a bit. I'm like, yeah, awesome. Sweet. So why do you want to do those things? Yeah. And then that's where I keep going, why, 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 why? Wow. Because if you're losing motivation, <laughs> it's the, you know, weight loss is the symptom of the root cause that is happening down here. Yeah. And it's usually because I don't feel super confident in my body because of this and this and this happened or this happened or, you know, whatever it is that is going to be the root cause that actually wants us to change something about ourselves. Because unfortunately, the fitness industry is just tailored towards like just weight loss. And that's what they give you. 
but when there's programs like this that fee is putting together and it, it sounds like everything that i would be putting together as well is like what are you actually doing to change your life like how is this going to be sustainable at the end of the program what are your habits and thought patterns and mm. belief systems and all this shit that right now you can just quite literally take out a pen a paper you can even just sit in bed and think to yourself you can just read a book you can do whatever you could self-reflect and change your life literally overnight by just deciding that you are someone that makes decisions. Because the second that you go to the gym, you are someone that identifies as going to the gym. Mm, yeah. That's it. That's how quickly a decision happens. And that's how quickly an identification shift change. It's almost changes. like that going back to what you said before about faking <clears throat> it till you're making it. Like you're just like, I'm going to pretend that I'm a little gym bunny. Like I'm just going to do it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It's just, if you can start getting to the real deep root cause of why you want to do something, yeah, you'll figure out if you really want to do it really quickly, because as yeah. soon as it starts to get a little bit uncomfortable, that's where people are either going to be like, no, I really want to do this. Or they're going to be like, oh yeah, you know what? Actually, I'm actually pretty comfortable with where I'm at right now. So, you know, it, it's going to shape the way that you make decisions as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm not going to like, you, you need to go to Betty. Bye-byes. Um, <laughs> Thanks, mom. Because you probably have like a client at like 5 a.m. So, um, nah, but, not anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but quickly before Trav goes, any like burning, burning questions, burning comments, thoughts before he jumps off? We'll stay on team and just have a little chat. <clears throat> oh, no, you can't because we're in Travis's meeting room. That's all right. We'll talk tomorrow. <clears throat> Anyone? <laughs> Lucy, anything? Vicky, anything? No, no. I really like I really like your podcast. I listened to the one that um, Fee told us to listen to. And then I found myself, I've listened to I think three of them <laughs> yeah, thus far. I've gone into the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's it, it's actually like it was it was a good use of my drive time. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah that's good i'm glad they can help yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. love it sweet yeah. Any, anyone else awesome. lucy you're not multitasking are you you're not doing work <laughs> while we're on this Zoom meeting. she has been i could tell i was watching her i'm like she is working hey, right now here are my notes oh you've been writing notes okay good, good. that's what multitasking is <laughs> <laughs> um well thank you so much for your time trav we really appreciate it i learned i learned some more some more things i hope um you girls learned some things too awesome thanks so um, much that's all right the one thing that i'll just quickly leave you all with is because it's one of the biggest pain in the ass things that i know is from my clients anyway is please for the love of god do not let someone else's expectations of what you should be determine what you are going yes. to do oh my so god that is huge if you want to do something if you decide to do something or if you want to do something for yourself then just do it just for the love of god do not live in the expectations of oh. someone else's mind because oh. we will fuck ourselves when we're there so if you can just mm. do things that you want to do and you actually like really want to do it then just okay. go do it yeah yeah. Yep. Awesome. We have to leave yep. it there. That's yep. just like too powerful. <laughs> um, right. Well, good night. Yeah, I'll, I'll say goodbye to you. Guys. So <laughs> I will talk to you all tomorrow. 
um, and have a good sleep. Yep. Um, thanks, Trav. <laughs> no worries. Enjoy. All if right. you've got questions, just message Fee or just ask yeah. me and we'll just go back from there. But otherwise, I'm going to log off. I'm going to go to bed. Enjoy yeah. your night. Thanks We're all so going to go to bed. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Travis. Thanks, Fee. Bye. 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 Bye.